0: This is Mike.
1: And this is Claire. Welcome to the Finding Philathea podcast. Today, on this episode, we will be sharing with you our five best tips for social media, content creation, Instagram, blogging. We've learned so much throughout the years of finding Philothea. We started our blog and Instagram in 2016, and it's been a journey of learning, discipline, late nights, but also high reward. The community we've built with Finding PhilaThea is a strong one and one that I'm really proud of.
0: Me too. And it's been a lot of fun too. It's easy to get into this mode of its it's all got to be perfect. And it's got to be exactly just so to get it out there to be able to share with people. But what we're going to show you today is that you don't need to be perfect. And these five tips should give you a very strong foundation to go out, start posting, start sharing your content with the world.
1: Yes, these five tips are something that we practice ourselves that we've learned throughout the years and that truly have equipped us for growth for sharing our content in a clear, concise way. So let's delve right in. The first one is niche down and pick your content and pillars. So we'll begin with defining our terms. A niche is a specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service. I see this all over Instagram. Niche down, pick a niche, but it is cliche for a reason.
0: Yes, there's, there's definitely a reason for this because when you niche down, you get into a very narrow area that you are an expert in, that you are passionate about. People then begin to expect the content that they can get from you, and it's things that they love. So they they start understanding that I'm going to go to this person or this platform for this specific area or this specific specialization.
1: And when you say expert, I just want to be clear and say that you don't have to be the smartest person on this topic or have degrees in this topic, just one step ahead of the group.
0: Absolutely, and this is how a lot of businesses function today, too. They're, they're one step ahead, and they're able to provide the direction. And sometimes that might be even a jumping point to go a step further towards other experts. And so, you again, you don't have to be the end-all, be-all for any specific topic. But you want to do it with passion. You want to do it for something that maybe even if you weren't getting paid to do this, you could talk about it all the time, something you love, and something you can be on fire for so that the rest of your audience, the people that you're sharing this content with, can also be invigorated by your content and the way you deliver it.
1: The issue is when you don't have a niche, your content becomes too scattered and your audience can get confused. You yourself as the content creator can get confused too. With a clear, concise niche and content pillars, your audience starts caring about what you care about or you find and draw people who care about the same topics as you.
0: When you find people that are as passionate about this topic as you are, that's a foundation for building a community and building relationship with people. Niche down, pick something that you're very passionate about that you can talk about with vigor and excitement and this will help you not only plan out your content and understand what you're actually going to be posting, but it helps build that foundation for community.
1: Your niche can evolve and grow as you do, but start with one clear one. Something that helped us is to write down what we are passionate about. And I narrowed it down to three things, etiquette, faith, and marriage. And I stick to those three content pillars when I create content.
0: And we didn't start that way. We were all over the board when we first started back in 2016.
1: And it showed.
0: It absolutely did. As we've progressed over the years, we've had these seasons of realizing we need to narrow our focus even further. We need to narrow our focus. And we've done that several times. And now I think we're at a point that these pillars kind of show themselves every day and help direct what we're going to be sharing.
1: Something important with this, it is so good to share who you are as a person, your personality, your gifts, your talents. Yet when I started just sharing these content pillars, it showed me how much I shared too much personal content. I almost started sharing this like a diary, which is fine for some people and maybe that is their whole niche, but that wasn't something I wanted to do. But because I didn't have a clear niche, that's what I resorted to often. I didn't have content planned. And so I would just share whatever I felt like throughout the day. And it actually wasted so much time. And I wasn't using my time wisely. With a clear niche, I know what I'm about, what I'm going to post. And it saves so much time and brain space too.
0: Right. And to use an analogy of a business, you won't go to a business and They're sharing all of their personal stories with you all the time. You go to the mechanic to get your car fixed. You go to the restaurant to eat. You're going there for a specific purpose, and that's how you want to treat your presence on social media as well, is there's a certain purpose to why you're there, why you're posting these things.
1: Okay, so that first one was niche down and pick your content and pillars. Our second tip for social media is to provide value. So often we go into social media with a mindset of what we ourselves as content creators can get out of it instead of what we ourselves can offer to people, our followers, our community.
0: That's very important. I am going to use business again. A lot of businesses, they run their operations in this way where they set goals based on value to themselves. So what is the highest number of sales that I can get? And what this does is it focuses on the benefits instead of the actual goals. So your goal is to provide some sort of service or some product. In this case with social media, we're talking about some value that you're giving. And in project management out of discipline Agile, there's a, this notion around value, which is value is what is used and what is shared. And I I really like this definition because it can be so easily laid upon social media. What's being used? What value can you provide that allows people to be inspired and brings something into their daily lives? And then what also can be shared? Whether it's likes, whether it's saved, whether they share it or repost it. All of these things show that you are providing value. So that's a small little metric that you can see that you're providing value. And when we provide value that's when people will come so it's so important to have that focus and it's a small little change of perspective and change of the way we think is that we provide value and then people will come and then people will purchase if you're a business or if you're providing some other sort of product or service the focus should be on the value not the sales
1: I love that. That's how I approach businesses too that I reach out to work with. So often, like I said, it's, it's tempting to see what you can get out of the brand deal, whether whatever it is, whatever item it is or benefit, but to first present, this is how I am different as a creator. This is the value that I can share with my audience that will help you as a brand That simple mindset shift, like Mike mentioned, changes everything and has really helped and skyrocketed our brand deals.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. So what are some forms of value?
1: Value can take multiple forms. It can be education, inspiration, building community. Can you think of anything else?
0: I want to go a little bit deeper on what's inspiration because I think that one can be a little nebulous sometimes.
1: It can be a quote. It can be video footage of you cleaning or anything that evokes emotion and inspires your community to live better, to get up and do something beautiful. So value can take multiple forms and get creative with the ways that you provide value. This means knowing yourself, knowing your gifts, your talents, knowing your niche, what you provide and knowing what your audience needs or is questioning you about what they come to you often for and research. This means you have to take time to research, look into things, grow as a person so you can provide that value. I love always tying it back to our faith that you are a light to this world. God has gifted you with specific talents, with specific gifts that you And only you can share with the world in a unique way. So don't be afraid to shine your light and come up with creative ways that you can take a spin on a topic and provide value to your audience, to your community.
0: If you do need to kickstart different ways that you can provide value, look at those creators and the people that you enjoy following. See how they're providing value in their specific topic and that might be a way that you can take and maybe do it in a way that is best for your topic. So you can take inspiration from other creators, other platforms, even other businesses or companies that you enjoy and how are they providing value and what's, what's the way that they're delivering their message that can help you start get an idea of ways that you can do that and see what works for you, what doesn't. A lot of this is trial and error.
1: So we have niche down and pick your content and pillars. The second was provide value. And number three on our list of the five best tips for social media is consistency.
0: I love consistency. It's probably one of the hardest things to do sometimes, but it's so important. And it builds off these first two. When you niche down, people know what to expect from you. When you do it consistently, they know when to expect it from you and you can also then begin to provide consistent value so this starts to establish trust and it encourages people to keep coming back
1: something that really helped me this past month i heard a content creator say if you work at a job you wouldn't disappear for two weeks or a month Mm -hmm. and you would show up every single day Maybe for you, that's a couple days a week. You don't want social media controlling you. You control it with your schedule. However, consistency is key. If you are trying to build a brand and a platform, you need to show up. You can't disappear for two weeks, two months. If you do make sure you let your community know and of course, situations arise, emergencies arise. That aside, it's very important to build trust to show up each day. Something that's helped me with this, because of course life happens, is planning out my content beforehand.
0: Yeah, this is where I put on my project manager hat and start getting into planning because you might have a variety of different forms of content whether it's blog posts on your website whether it's posts on a platform like Instagram or stories there's all these different kinds of content written photo video all these different kinds and it can be overwhelming to think oh I've got to do all these things all the time every week and it can be tempting to fall into that trap but It's better to provide consistent value than all gears firing all the time.
1: So could you delve into that more? What would that look like practically?
0: Sure. So I I look at things such as a blog post. Do I need to write five blog posts a week? Is that where a lot of my followers are? So that, that can be one thing that you look at is where are people coming? Where are people coming to engage with you on a regular basis? Where do you have the most followers where do you have the most community engagement that's what i would prioritize first and then you want to look at that platform whether it's instagram whether it's a website whether it's a podcast see what the best practices are for that platform claire you can talk more about instagram and the best practices there with a podcast it might be once a week it might be once a month with blog posts you might not be able to get to it every day with a busy schedule so Maybe you only post on Tuesday, Thursday, something like that. But whatever you decide, that has to be the cadence and the consistency and the frequency that you commit to and deliver upon every week.
1: This reminds me so much of when we lived in Buffalo and I first moved there. I started, with the help of friends, a young adult group. It had zero people coming at first except us, the creators. Yeah, our homework was to reach out and find seven, eight people, invite them, and then come back with one or two. But something that really helped with that was consistency. We had weekly meetings, rain or shine, we had a meeting each and every week. And that consistency built trust, it built community. And that same mindset can be applied here to social media too. That consistency definitely builds trust and relationship with your audience and this does take work and planning but i've benefited and always have seen growth when i do take time to sit down and plan my content
0: absolutely and that's that's when it's going to explode because again people know what to expect and when to expect it from you going back to the Frasati group that you started That exploded. I think at the height when we were doing it, it was 60 to 80 people some weeks. And it was incredible to see because a lot of it was word of mouth. But because it was so consistent, and not only was it we're going to do it every week, it was specific times. Meetings lasted exactly an hour and a half. They stopped at that point. And if people wanted to stay afterward, they could. But that was important, too, because then people can fit it into their schedule and that's how we work, where we crave routine as humans with social media. It's important to create a routine and provide a routine to your followers as well.
1: Our fourth tip is clear branding. When we first started Finding Philothea back in 2016, we did not have clear branding (laughs) at all, and we actually lacked that clear branding for years. I would create our own designs on Canva, and I am not a designer at all. I had a vision for the beauty that we at Finding Philothea uphold so highly, yet I could not produce it myself without help. Mike for years (laughs) did all the website and behind the scenes on our blog, yet we did struggle to get that beauty out. And it showed even personally, I wasn't posting as much on our blog because I wasn't proud of how it looked. And that's when we realized we needed to outsource this so I could focus on content creation. We needed to outsource our rebrand. We needed to outsource our web design.
0: Yeah, and I was really grateful when we started to have that conversation and be serious about it because even though I have some background in programming, it was very difficult for me. I'd spent hours trying to figure out how to do some of these things, and it was even short of the marks short of what we wanted when you don't provide a space that feels inviting that feels taken care of that feels like you want to be there it's hard to have your followers also come back and want to be there as well
1: with this i do really want to add though i am so glad that didn't stop us at the time we truly Mm -hmm. couldn't afford to hire a web designer years ago when we first started and i'm glad we just delved in and started no matter what it looked like we did our best to get it beautiful and it wasn't perfect at all however we still did it so i want to encourage you if you're listening and whatever circumstance you you're in if you can't afford a web designer or you just need to get the content out i'd say that's the the most important thing is just get it out start build your audience, and, and give your heart that way. Your heart shows in your work, even if it's not the most beautiful display. It, it really shows when you you create content that you're passionate about. I just had to add that. And I'm so glad we did not let that stop us from creating content and sharing it.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a saying perfect is the enemy of done. And that really rings true with a lot of things in life. It's better to start keep it simple at first, and then as you grow and as you are able to put more time and resources into things, then that's when you can get to that point.
1: And it's important, too, to balance and see your time as money, too. We were wasting so much time on trying to get one little thing on our blog right It wasn't a waste of time, but we put so much Mm -hmm. energy into it that that we didn't have the knowledge to do. So seeing your time as very important, we knew we had to outsource this. And we were in a position that we were able to. And it is the best decision we made as a company thus far.
0: I agree. I'm very passionate about this. This kind of falls into the idea of having a clear vision having a mission statement. This also comes back to niching down, and providing value, all that. But when you have a clear mission, this allows you to start setting goals that tie back to that mission. And everything is grounded in that mission. All of these goals are then grounded. And then from the goals, you can take those into individual tasks, things that you actually have to do. And how do those tasks help you meet those goals? Which ties back to your vision so there's this golden thread that is constantly being maintained and you're trying your best not to break it this is very important when it comes to social media and branding is a big part of this
1: so we reached out this past summer to mk design we met with mary this summer and from the minute we met i knew she was the one i looked at her work it's phenomenal her team is so incredible And the vision she had for our blog Finding Philothea and our brand aligned so clearly with our own, and she knocked it out of the park. It's beautiful. Her work is just phenomenal. I would write her novel responses of descriptions of what I wanted. Even with our logo, it was trial and error. I didn't know what I wanted at first. And then she helped me through her questions to really come up with questions I should have been asking myself from the Mm -hmm. outset. She really helped me define my mission, define my goals, define what I wanted in that logo. And now I'm so proud of it. It's filled with meaning and beauty. And I'm just so proud to share our blog now and our branding now is so clear because of mary's work i cannot recommend her enough Mm -hmm. and if you reach out to her which if you need help building a blog rebranding revamping your current blog she is the one she is just so helpful but if you mention finding philothea she's offering 10 percent off
0: yeah that's great i was very impressed with that pre-work stage where you're getting into the questions that she asked To me that's the most important part of this whole process I think sometimes we as people place value on things that are tangible such as for when you're building a website it's like how does it look what does it really look like I want to see that beauty pop out of that page but if you don't have a clear vision if you don't have that grounding in what the reality of what your brand is bringing you're never going to get to that step you're never going to see the tangible benefits and that tangible beauty that you see when coming when you go to the website or to your platforms. So that pre-work, very important. I was very impressed how thorough it was and how seriously they took it.
1: Again, it's something we should have done from the beginning but just didn't do, and now I'm so happy. I even see a difference in how I'm sharing. I'm excited to share. I'm excited to sit down and Write a blog post and share it with the world because I'm so proud of how it looks. And again, we uphold beauty and share beauty. And we have a high standard of it because beauty radiates beauty himself. And we must do our part, especially we talk about beauty so much on Finding Philothea. And to have that standard, we needed to do our part too. And I'm so proud of the beauty of our blog now.
0: Me too. I do want to mention one last thing with MK they've made it very easy to go on with maintenance and kind of passing the torch on to us to do the upkeep and new blog posts and if we want to change things there were some training videos that were provided to us and the way that they've created and redesigned our website it's made it much more user-friendly for us to make any changes so that I think is very important because sometimes you can have people come in they make a change and then they leave and then you might not know how to go forward after that and it, it can be difficult to maintain and keep up that high standard that you're looking for with MK that's not the case they really did a great job enabling us to take ownership of our website and keep providing that value with beauty and intention
1: I completely agree. She equips you with the tools on how to create, and she really builds a relationship with each client. If you're unable to rebrand or don't have the resources to do so at this time, something that everyone can do is to build a consistent looking feed, especially on Instagram or If you have a blog, make it look consistent. Even if it's not how you want it right now or your idea of perfection that you want it to Mm -hmm. be, do your best to maybe pick three or four colors that you're consistently using or one or two fonts that you use instead of it being all over the place using multiple fonts and colors. This helps people recognize that it's you, your brand, so there are simple but meaningful ways that we can create clear branding no matter what your situation is our final tip is to optimize your instagram bio when i did this i saw such a huge change in growth even how i went into posting i knew what i was about and this summarizes everything we talked about niching down, providing value, consistency, and clear branding. When you have a clear, concise bio, Instagram bio, this helps in so many ways.
0: I know for this, we worked a lot on this over the years. I would get messages from Claire saying, how does this look? And we would change. And there does need to be thought that you put into this.
1: As Instagram works towards becoming a search engine, SEO is very important. So anything that you put in your bio could be used as a search engine for people looking for a specific niche or specific content. They can search and whatever's in your bio, they can find it. So every word counts when it comes Mm -hmm. to an Instagram bio.
0: You want to think about key phrases in your specific niche that are jumping off the page, providing that value, showing people what you're about. That's the important thing here.
1: My recommendation is to put your name and your content pillars first and foremost on the second line it's important to show your unique personality so i have good books and beautiful dresses two of my passions i love sharing book lists and the books i'm reading and beautiful dresses i'm drawn to fashion and beauty this second line is important because first you have on the first line you have those content pillars It's what people will expect to see when they come to your Instagram page. But that second line is very important because it shows your unique personality, your authenticity, that you are a person who has passions and interests, and it's the relatable line. That's Mm -hmm. what draws people to you.
0: I agree. We've talked about all these different tips, and I've been using a lot of analogies of a business, right? But... What people really want to see in social media is authenticity. It doesn't have to be super slick and squeaky clean all the time. It should be consistent, right? But we do want to show that we're people too. We're relatable. And we want to be in community with you.
1: On my third line, I share our podcast, Finding Philothea Podcast. This line would be a great place to show what you offer it could be an e-guide that you're trying to share. Whatever it is that you are known for, or that you want to share with your followers, it's almost like a call to action line. It's very important to have your email too. This is how brands, if you're an influencer or a content creator, for them to contact you if you do want those brand deals it's important to have your email in there. And we used to use Linktree, but after working with MK Design, she made it go directly to our blog, which I love. So we have a page on our blog that is specifically for sharing our most requested links.
0: I like that too, because then you can have total control over the branding of those links in that page so that it all feels like it's one platform. It's not like you're going from one place to another and then being sent to another and you're in all these different services right it's here's my finding Philothea Instagram platform then I move off into the website and it's all under the finding Philothea umbrella and it all kind of feels the same the branding is cl- consistent the branding is clear
1: okay so those were our five best tips for social media and Instagram there's so much more and be sure to follow us on Instagram I share it th- periodically some of the content creation tips that we have. So just to review, it's niche down and pick your content and pillars, provide value, be consistent, have clear branding, and optimize that Instagram bio. Now we're going to jump into some questions. I asked all of you on Instagram if you had any questions about content creation, Instagram, blogging, and Here are a few. The first is help starting a podcast. What platform do you find the most easy to use? Mike knows all about this, so I'll pass it to him.
0: (laughs) I did a lot of research when we talked about doing a podcast and looking at which platform to use. I wanted to pick one that was simple to use. It didn't have a ton of bells and whistles. There's all sorts of things you can do with the different ones out there. We settled on Fireside. It seemed to be the cheapest, most consistent and legit. So that's the reason that we picked that one. It helps you distribute to go out to those major platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are kind of the two big ones, right? So that's why we picked Fireside.
1: I love this question. How do you balance being genuine about your life but also keeping things private? This is a daily struggle for me, but it used to be more. And once I created my three pillars and niche down, this, like I mentioned earlier, I stopped posting just day to day. I stopped making my Instagram like a diary and posted more intentionally. I had clear boundaries. And that's something that you just need to decide. Mm -hmm. Are you going to share your children are you going to share personal things? Just make that decision and stick with it. Talk to your spouse about it if you are married. I think that's so important to have that conversation. Be on the same page and just be cautious. You can have boundaries and should have boundaries and still be genuine. I Just mm-hmm. because I don't share with strangers personal matters, I'm still genuine, and I think, in fact, that shows a genuine heart that you do Mm -hmm. care about the people around you, and so much that I could share isn't mine to share.
0: Right, and it, it is prudent. It's finding what's prudent in what to share, what to keep private. It's just like when we're in our daily lives. Whether we're working or whether we're meeting people in the street, at a restaurant in church wherever it is we're not sharing everything about our lives all the time with all the people there's certain people that have a privilege to that information and like claire said there's some people that they're party to that information in the sense that it might not be totally just up to you to share it
1: the next question how to block out time for social media work uh, this is <laughs> truly my struggle What has helped is choosing to be consistent. And then, especially on the weekends, sitting down, I have a Google Doc, and I write the days of the week, and I have stories listed under days of the week in Reel or Post, and then I just plan content. And then I, hopefully, if all goes well, batch content throughout the week, but that Mm. rarely happens. So... I see after I create the content ideas on that Google Doc, what I need to create for that week. I often repurpose content and past videos. I think that's great. A great way to use time. Another thing that is very helpful is attaching a camera or some way to videotape next to the camera that we use to take pictures. This cuts down on a lot of time. So just Mm -hmm. finding those ways to save time.
0: Right. And I think there are ways that you can work up to this. If you don't have an hour each day to do this, start with 15 minutes, just 15 minutes a day. Saying, I'm gonna do this today, schedule it in. Maybe it's in the morning before you go to work if you're working, or it's at night after the kids go to bed. But it's a we set. had a lot of late nights yeah, we, in the we, beginning. It was have.
1: late nights.
0: Right. And that's important not only to be consistent in your posting, but being consistent in your commitment to doing this as well. This is difficult, but it does take that discipline to do it. Claire mentioned batching content and other ways that you can find time and make it easier on yourself so that you're not spending hours and hours on this.
1: Something that really helped me block out time for social media work was prioritizing my time in a healthy way. So first God, and then my myself, What I need those basic needs? And then my vocation as a wife and a mother. And then it's social media me as a provider when i order my time wisely in that way that's when i see that i do have time to put towards social media and creating this brand so definitely see where you are placing your time and make sure it is ordered okay we'll do one more question How do you keep your heart in check so it doesn't become prideful? I would love to do something similar, but worried that I would do it for likes.
0: This one's tough. you got to guard yourself against that. You want to look at it and say, I know that I might be susceptible to having pride because I've gotten all these likes, but you also have to be grounded in reality. What are those likes, really? Also knowing that the antidote to pride is humility. Humility isn't, I'm the lowest of the low. Humility is knowing exactly who you are, and you are a child of God. It's knowing that no matter how many likes I get or no matter how many likes I don't get, I'm still a child of God. My worth is in that and not through how accepted or rejected I may feel when I engage in social media.
1: I really like that. Something, too, that helps me is to take little fasts from social media. I recently heard, I think it was on Godsplaining, that podcast, that they said take an hour a day off, one day a week off, one week a month off, and then ideally one month a year off.
0: Mm, I like that.
1: Yes. And when I, I fasted from Instagram for Lent before, it was so beautiful. I invited the community. on am finding Philothea to join me and it was really powerful. And it opened up my heart a lot and just place social media in its proper place in my life. But yes, this is a temptation. Know that it is a temptation, but don't stop creating beauty because of the temptation. We have been equipped in our baptism with Christ. We sit on the throne with him and we cannot live from a place of fear. Never. Think of all the people in the world who have created such beauty and masterpieces if they let the fear of pride or whatever sin it is, that vice, stop them from creating. Yes, this means to keep close to the sacraments on our part. This means discipline on our part, but and to be aware of those pitfalls that may come in our lives. However, never come from a place of fear or live your life from a place of fear. If God is calling you to this, offer it to him. And maybe we'll end on that note. Our patron is St. Francis de Sales, and I think it is such an important thing. Ask the intercession of a patron saint or Christ himself, God himself to offer up your ministry, your blog, your platform and ask their help in interceding and guidance. It is a spiritual fight, you know, it is. And we've encountered spiritual battles throughout this and we need the help and intercession of heaven. So having St. Francis de Sales, someone who is so passionate about sharing the universal call to holiness with the laity. As a patron, he would write letters to the faithful, dear Philothea, dear the one who loves God. So finding Philothea is all about finding the one who loves God, first and foremost in ourselves, our true self, and then in one another, Mike and I, and then with one another and encouraging everyone to seek their true selves and to share that with the world. Having St. Francis de Sales intercede for us, asking him to protect us, guide us, and to help us in our mission to do that has been a game changer. And I really recommend coming from this from a place of hope, a place of joy, and asking heaven and Christ himself to intercede for you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Finding Philathea. We hope these five social media and blogging tips help you host inspire you to create content and share your gifts your unique gifts with the world god bless you and all that you create